Call me back at 505-350-95, you motherfucking bitch-ass bitch. Please play some good music. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Resurrection Sunday, my blessed and highly favored people. Can we just say hallelujah to the Lord? Can we just give him praise today? On this Resurrection Sunday, we have so much to be grateful for. We have so much to be thankful for. And let's just take a moment to give God praise for his gift of everlasting life and his grace and his mercy. And with that, you know what? I think I want to play a song. I want to play a song to commemorate 
what this day is like. And we're just going to take a little praise break right about now and just give God praise for everything that he has done in our life to bring us to this point today, okay?
Right now, that's how we praise the Lord on Resurrection Sunday here at What Would Kay Say? Can I get an amen? I had to play that song. I am in this studio. I was jumping up. Let me tell you something. Right about now, that song got me so revved up. Because how can you not give him praise for what he has done for us? Right? On this Easter Sunday, let us remember what he did through his death. Our sins are forgiven through him. Our healing is obtained through him. Our power is derived through him. Our strength comes from him. Our faith is made bold through him. Our hope rests in him. Our peace is within him. Our joy is because of him. And our grace is a gift from him. And because it isn't, it isn't because... Think about it. Isn't that the reason for his coming in the first place? To be the sacrificial lamb for forgiveness of our sins? And if you've been following the show and you've seen how we went through and last week we talked about we talked about the plan. And this was he fulfilled the plan. And he came to forgive us for our sins, not because he had sin, because he had no sin. He only had love for us, willing to be the one. Actually, he was the only one who could have gotten us back to our place with God. So through his walk here on earth, he showed us how he gave sight to the blind. John 9, 1 to 5. And I'm reading from the New King James Version, unless I say I'm reading from another Source, And I will be quoting other sources throughout today. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And with that light, we continue to see daily. Because of his light, our lights are able to shine. With his walk when he came here, he also showed us how he healed the sick. Matthew four twenty three, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. You see the word all? 
That means every infirmity that is afflicting you today, you've been healed of it through Jesus. In his walk, he also gave us direction on how to connect with the Father. Matthew 6, 8 to 13. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray. And then he went on and continued to teach them the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But most of all, he taught us the art of forgiveness. Matthew eight fourteen to 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Did you hear what did you hear what he said about forgiveness? And that's so hard for us to do sometimes. It's so hard for us to forgive people. But can I say, if you want forgiveness, you have to be able to forgive. And now forgiving doesn't mean that the person has to be a part of your life. See, a lot of people get that twisted. They keep thinking that because you forgive someone, you have to then still deal with them. No, you don't have to. God just says, don't hold a grudge against them. That's all he says. Don't hold anything against them for what they might have done to you, for what you may think about them. Don't hold it against them. Let the Lord deal with that with them. Trust and believe he's got something set up for them. But that doesn't mean that they have to be a part of your life because you can forgive them and leave them be. And that's what we need to remember. So today, let us also remember that Christ paid the price for our sins that we could have never, ever, ever, ever paid, right? And I also want to read Titus 3, 1 to 7. For those of you, so you could get a real understanding, but those of you who don't understand exactly why so many Christians worldwide are praising his name on this day. We praise him every day, don't get me wrong. We give him praise every day, but on today, why so many Christians are praising his name. Titus 3, 1 to 7. Remind people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready and willing to do good, to slander or abuse no one, to be kind and conciliatory and gentle, showing unqualified consideration and courtesy toward everyone. For we too once were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various sinful desires and pleasures, spending and wasting our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But when the goodness and kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared in human form as the man, Jesus Christ. He saved us, 
not because of any works of righteousness that we have done, but because of his own compassion and mercy by the cleansing of the new birth, spiritual transformation, regeneration, and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out richly upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that we would be justified, made free of, free of the guilt of sin by his compassionate, undeserved grace, and that we would be acknowledged and as acceptable to him and made heirs of eternal life, actually experiencing it according to our hope. His guarantee. Now that Titus 3, 1 to 7, I read from the amplified, the amplified version because I wanted everyone who did not understand the real total meaning of today and why so many of us are so elated. This will let you know. This right here just explained it. This, and I wanted to give it in this version so because it, it broke it down. It let you know everything in human form as the man, Jesus Christ. He came to fulfill that plan that we talked about from Genesis 3.15 last week. He came to fulfill that plan and he did it. So today, and I don't do this often, but today, if you don't know that man called Christ, If you don't know who I'm talking about, or if you know about him, but you're not really sure about him, you've heard about him, but you don't really understand him. And if you want to know more about this man that I'm talking about, you could do it right now. You could ask him into your life, ask him to be your Lord and Savior, thank him for paying the price of your sins with his blood, then receive your forgiveness receive your salvation, and that's all it takes. All it takes is for us to believe in his son. How simple is that? How simple? And remember last week when I said the plan was a simple plan, not simple to execute because none of us could have executed that plan. None of us. That's why Christ had to come. But when you Think about it, the after, the after of what we receive of his execution of that plan, look how simple it is for us. All we have to do is believe on his son. Because for by grace you have been saved through faith and not that of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, least anyone should boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So you see this whole time, every time we're talking on this show and we're talking about building your character, having new positive habits, learning how to renew your mind through the word and how everything in the book applies to everyday life, 
He just said it right here. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Meaning all you have to do is just be. Just be who you are, your God nature, not the sinful, evil nature that wants to go around and tell people off or roll your eyes or suck your teeth or not be bothered. You know, not not that person because he knows that person exists because he did create you. So he knows that there's that side of you as well. But that's not the side that we want to show everyone. That's not the side and not to say that we're hiding it. Because we're putting on a facade that we are so, so holy and so, you know, un, you know, we're so godly. No, not that fake stuff either that they used to have us trying to do back in the day. Because trust and believe, all those people that was walking around with the long skirts and the thick stockings and the no makeup and the no, you can't, you know, you can't wear lipstick and you shouldn't wear earrings. Don't get me wrong. I am not knocking those people that that follow that. I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not mocking anybody. What I'm saying is, even in that, if that makes you feel comfortable, God bless you. God bless you if that makes you feel comfortable. But that doesn't show, that's not you. You is the character that you put out towards the world. That's you. So I could dress anybody up in anything. But when they open their mouth, if they're cussing me from here to kingdom come, mm, and even that I can't really judge. And even that I have to be careful with because you might want to cuss me today, but that don't mean that you don't have Christ in you. He could still be working things out of you. He can still be working things out of you. So even with that, we have to be so careful how we judge people. Is everybody listening? We have to be so careful. Now, I'm not saying somebody who habitually just continues to do, 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 and they've never professed Christ out of their mouth. But even some people, if they're professing Christ out of their mouth and we see that their actions don't follow the words they're saying, we need to just pray for them and say, Lord, I don't know what you're doing with that package, but it's your package. And if they're talking about you, then obviously they know about you. So that means that you are there in the midst of their life. I don't know what road or journey you're taking them on, but I got to let them walk their walk. I've got to let them walk their walk. And yes, you can either be there for them if they need you, pray for them always, because the Bible said we should always pray for all men. We even should pray for our brothers and sisters that know the Lord. We should pray for them. They need prayer too. Everybody can use prayer. Everybody. Because at any given moment, we don't know when the devil is going to attack. And we don't know how he's going to attack. So we all always have to be vigilant on our guard, prayed up. Yes, we give thanks today for his resurrection and we give thanks for the strength that we get through him. And because he lives in us with the Holy Spirit, yes, we're able to fight off a lot of things. But sometimes the devil is crafty and he, Jesus has warned us about that. 
He's crafty, so he'll come in all different ways. And we saw his craftiness back in the beginning in the garden when he walked up to Eve and was telling her about a tree that she had already knew about. How crafty is that for somebody to come tell you your life and you're living your life? Imagine that. Imagine somebody telling you who you are. But, you know, if you don't know who you are, then they can. You got to know who you are and you got to know to whom you belong. And you got to know who you believe. What was being told to you? What is the real truth? And that's the importance of today. After the pandemic, even though we're still walking through it, but we're getting back to living our lives, God has opened up, I feel, for my spirit, God has opened up so much more awareness. Our senses are so much more in tuned with what is happening today because he quieted the noise. He quieted the noise for those of us who actually took the time to sit back and enjoy the quiet rather than fuss and complain because we couldn't turn up. You, you hear more. Your senses are more keen. You see more. Your discernment is on high alert. And I'm not saying to be walking around scared of everything. No, because he has not given us the spirit of fear. But he has given us the spirit of knowing, being mindful, and to be watching everything that's going on so that you can make the right choices, so that you could hear the voice of the Holy Spirit telling you where to go, where not to go, so that the footsteps that he's ordered for you, you will follow. And that's the importance of today. That's the importance of today. So all of us who know him, that's for us to reconnect today. Use this as a reconnection to understanding exactly. Okay, God, what are you saying to me? What are you really saying to me? And just take the time to listen. Take the time to sit and really listen. I think it's time for us to take a music break. You're listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, what Brooklyn sounds like. I treat old for the name. I treat lies for the truth. And I throw off these old chains and hold fast unto you. I cling to the cross where my Savior bled, where grace found a way to bring death to an end. Her beautiful ransom. When love paid my debt, so I'll sing your praise all of my days. Your blood flowing down like oceans of grace. My sin swept away. Work of Christ. 
my time to go But before I Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, This is the part of the show that I usually call op-ed, but today we're going to do op-ed a little differently. First, I'm going to read something from the radio station. They're having a rock concert on Friday, May 20th. And they're having several bands, seventh grade girl fight, dirt bikes, and Castle Black. And it's going to be at Ridgewood's, a Ridgewood bar called Frida at 801 Seneca Avenue. Tickets are $10 and it can be purchased at the venue. I just thought I would mention that because this is Easter Sunday. Not that I want everybody to run to a bar, but just so that just to show how things are opening up again. We're now having concerts. We're today, St. Patrick's Cathedral was actually having their their Easter mass at seven o'clock. That goes to show you how 
churches are now coming back together. People are gathering. They're supposed to have the Easter bonnet parade today along Fifth Avenue. Everyone's going to go and look their prettiest and their dapperest, if that's a word. Everybody's just going to be dressed to the nines, walking up and down Fifth Avenue. It's going to be a joyous occasion and the weather is going to be beautiful for it. So I say all that to say he's showing us, like I said before, to be mindful. He's allowing us to gather again. But in this gathering time, I'm sure he wants us to put it to better use than what we were putting it to before the pandemic. And I just want everybody to remember also, and I had spoke about this when the month started, that April was Ramadan, the month of the holy month for Muslims, and Passover is still taking place this weekend. And here we have, we had Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and now Easter Sunday. And here it was, if you know the story of Christ and his crucifixion, he was crucified on the Passover. So don't think that the first opening up of the world on this Easter, everything lining up just the way it is with the Ramadan and the Passover and Easter all, you know, coinciding at the same time. Don't think it's a coincidence. God is trying to show us in whatever, because he knows we've been broken. Excuse me. The, the spirit is so high in here today. I'm trying to catch myself. Um, he's trying to show us how regardless of what religion we want to follow or what denomination, because even within the Christian religion, we have various denominations. Even in the Jewish community, they have various, I don't know if they call them denominations, but they have different, they have Hasidics, they have this, they have, they, everyone has different names. Even in the Muslim community, they have their different names of people who do. Because as people, that's what we do. We want to separate ourselves and become what we want to be and have our group. And I'm saying all that in air quotes. But what God is showing us is, I gave y'all all a piece. I gave y'all all a piece. All of you know me. All of you know me. And all of you know that piece of me that you follow. But if we were to all just really take a moment to come together. It's like the puzzle I told you about that he gives us. He's given us all these pieces for us to put this puzzle together. Some of us have pieces, the others have pieces, and others have pieces. But until we put the puzzle together, we're never going to see the big picture. So everybody has their pieces of the puzzle and everybody's putting their puzzle together and they think they know the picture. But you can't know the complete picture if you don't have all the pieces. And like I said, he's given us all pieces of him, of this puzzle. 
but he's waiting for us to figure it out, to all come together, to get our pieces together so that we can really see the real picture. Because if you think about it, I haven't read the Quran, but there's parts of the Quran that mimic parts of the Bible. There's things that they believe in that we both believe in. The differences that we don't believe in, it comes to where we talk about Jesus and they don't look at Jesus as being the son of God. The Jewish people, they have the beginning part of our Bible that we use as our guide map, our road map that God left us. They have the beginning story. That's what they believe, but they don't believe in Christ. They don't believe that the fact that he came back. Now, let me clarify that. Not all believe because there were Jews that did believe in Christ. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about the Jews for Jesus today. Back when, Jews, when Jesus was crucified, there were Jews then that believed in him. And let me find that for you. I wasn't really going to go on that, but the spirit is leading me there and I got to go where he's leading me. There were Jews. The name was, it was Nicodemus. And it was Joseph of Armatea, I think, I believe he was from. I don't want to screw it up. Let me get this information for you because he's given it to me for a reason. Because like I said, he wants us to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And when we put the pieces of the puzzle together, and I'm not saying when it's going to come together. I don't know when it's going to come together, but I do know when it does come together, that's when Jesus is going to come back. That's when Jesus is going to come back, when the puzzle is together. He can't come back because we everybody has their pieces and they're still scattered all over the place. So he's coming back to everybody trying to figure it out. He's not coming here to teach us how to figure it out again. He came here the first time to teach us how to figure it out. And we're still trying to figure it out. And he's looking at us saying, mm, they almost got it. They almost got it. They keep working at it. But we can't work at it in our own separate little groups. We have to work at it together. Because this is a collective deal here. Jesus came for everyone collectively, not just little sex, not just parts, not just who they feel he's for them. No, he came for everyone. The guy's name was Joseph of Armatea. And he was the one that gave the tomb for Jesus to be laid in after the crucifixion. Because, because Jesus was crucified on the Passover, they had to get him down off the cross and give him a proper burial before the sun went down. So this Joseph, he was actually from, he was in the group, here we go with the groups, he was one of the high priests in the Jewish council, uh, Sanhedrin. And they were the wealthiest and most powerful men in Jerusalem and the and surrounding region. So it was he and Nicodemus, another Jewish high person that went to Pilate and asked for Jesus's body to be taken down off the cross when he, after he had died and given up the ghost. They asked Pilate, can we have the body? Because they wanted to give Jesus a proper burial. So they, going against all Jewish laws, touching a dead corpse, that was against Jewish law. On the Passover? Are you kidding me? 
They defied all that. So I say that to say there were Jews for Jesus, but they did it in secret and in silence because at that time, they would have themselves been crucified. Are you kidding me? You don't you can't believe this blasphemous man. You can't believe the words that come out of his mouth. How dare him stand up here in the synagogue and say that book that we're reading is written of him. He's the one that came. Are you kidding me? That was heresy back then. They had to worship him in silence. So those are the two that are talked about in the Bible. And you can find them in Matthew. Matthew wrote about them in. Let me get that chapter for you for those who want to follow and see exactly what I'm talking about. Because, you know, I always anything I'm talking about, I'm giving you scripture to back it up. I'm not just talking just to be talking. Everything I'm talking here is from the Lord. Matthew 27 in Mark 15 and in Luke 23, they talk about Joseph and they talk about Nicodemus. I say that to say, back then Jews was following Christ. So if they were following him from back then, there we go again. Pieces of the puzzle. So now you have more Jews coming out, Jews for Jesus, Jews for Jesus, because Jews, quiet as kept, have, there's a lot of them that, have had, that has always been for Jesus. But because you have the heavy hand of religion, right? And I'm not just talking about with the Jews. I'm talking about even with the Muslims and even with the Christians. You have that heavy hand that want to keep you locked in a box that if you don't do it this way or just do it the right way, you're not really. How dare you? How dare you say what I really am and what I'm not? They're defeating the purpose of why he died on the cross. He came, died on the cross so that we could all be who God created us to be our authentic selves. So don't let anybody tell you that you're not, you can't be, you aren't. Yeah, you are. More than, more than. And he proved it with his blood on the cross. And that ends op-ed. Our word of the month is redemptive because we are still in the month of April. And I had to calm myself down because I see my time is getting short and I felt <laughs> I felt myself being able to go for another hour. <laughs> Our word of the month is redemptive, acting to save someone from evil or error. And our promise for this week. Our promise is going to be a long one. John 14, I'm going to read from one to seven. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how could we know the way? Jesus said to him, 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And with that, I say have a blessed Easter Sunday. If you're going to spend time with your family, enjoy. If you're going to just be by yourself, enjoy. Use this day to just meditate on the Lord. See what direction he's leading you in. See what he's telling you to do with the rest of the year going forward. If you're going out to show off your Easter bonnet at 10 o'clock today, well, look sharp doing it. If you are going anywhere out to dinner, just in the park, because it is a beautiful day. It's a little crisp. It's not going to be as warm as the other days. But you know what? It was refreshing. And when I came out this morning, that's the first thing I thought of. I said, you know what? This is a refreshing day. It doesn't need to be hot. It doesn't need to be, you know, it's sunny. There's not a cloud in the sky. So you have the light. We have the light shining on us today for us to enjoy. So like I was saying, if you're going to gather, you know our friend is still out there. And our friend now, it has gotten to the point where he looks at himself as, hmm, I've surpassed names. I'm numbers now. And that means I'm infinite. I can go on forever. And that's exactly what he's going to be doing. So because of that, COVID now taking on numbers, we need to wear our mask wash our hands, and social distance, right? And enjoy ourselves. Whatever you do today, make sure that you enjoy yourself. Have fun doing it. Everything that you do, have fun doing it. And be safe while you're doing it. You can be safe while you're doing it. Right? Be safe with your mask. Like I said, enjoy your friends, enjoy your family. And until we meet again next week, God willing, peace. I'm going to let us go out with a nice song today. I speak the name of Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your sorrow, I will ask my God to move. I speak the name, cause it's all that I can do. In desperation, I'll seek heaven and pray this for you. I pray for your healing, the circumstances would change. I pray that the fear inside would flee. In Jesus' name, I pray that a breakthrough would happen today. I pray miracles over your life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
Bad. 